because you know that you are winging this whole I'm not winging it. I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That means What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Blair. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Licks the Flicks. We're here uh, with the No Good Company podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in for yet another episode. Lex, how was your day or your week? How has your week been? Uh, my week has been good. How has your week been? Um, Up and down again, girl. You know, just trying to get it right <laughs> and set myself up um i'm a little bummed out i wanted to go back to school and for some reason i just thought that classes didn't start until like after mlk day mm. that's just how i remember the semesters being but I spoke with another one of our friends, Black, and she was like, girl, no, we always started before MLK Day. So I was searching all these classes. I was about to add them to my cart, and then I added them to my cart, and I couldn't register in them. So I was a little bummed out. <laughs> well, could you get waitlisted in any? No, because it's not the U of A. I was going to take a Spanish and econ class at NWAC. Oh, OK. And they just wouldn't let me. And I don't know their whole process. And I'm not familiar. I know with the U of A, you can do like get overridden into a class, but like the classes have already been started for a week. So, you know, you can add and drop them the week of, but after that week, they're pre they pretty much close registration for like adding classes and stuff. Oh, yeah, this time you got to do ahead of time right there. Right. So um, I was a little bummed, but I was like, do you even want to be a week behind in the Spanish class already? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure that out. And it still gives me more time to kind of pick and make final decisions on what I want my degree to be concentrated in, because mm -hmm. I do need to get something that I can do remote or, you know, 100% online since I do work full time now. Mm -hmm. So it just gives me a few more months to solidify things because I think I want to start in the summer. So that's been my week in a nutshell, just trying to get things together. Um, I feel like a big girl. I did my own FAFSA. I think black people say FAFSA. I did my own FAFSA um, and made the corrections to that. Um, I did my taxes for 2018 and 2019. They were rejected at first because the lady that I went to, it was at H&R Block. It was an old lady. She was 72, honey. And she told me I need to take out more uh, money for retirement every month. She was like, you don't want to be 72 and working like me. And she put my, she put so much stuff in incorrectly. She had to keep going back. She put my date of birth in incorrectly. And she's like, oh my gosh, they're going to reject. I thought they were going to reject immediately. It's been like two weeks. And so they finally rejected so she could resubmit them. And um, they have accepted their return now. So hopefully I get some money within the next two to three weeks. <laughs> hopefully you do too. If they accepted it, you should. 
Um, hold on, let me pause the recording really quick. Girl, have you heard about the guy that took the car? There was a man that took the car, that took a car, stole a car from a store, and the and a child was in it, and then he came, he brought the car back and threatened to call the cops on the mother. <laughs> Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie, I, <laughs> that tickled me so. Because <laughs> in the comments, when I seen it, <laughs> when I read the thing, and uh, when I went to the comments, somebody in the comments was like, he said, I'm a thief, but I am not a kidnapper. <laughs> I cannot believe that one, he was, I didn't know that people were still jacking cars in 2021. Like, I guess I'm just where I'm living now. I'm just so used to being able to run into the store, run into Walmart, leave my car running and stuff like that. Like, I be having to remember when I go back to Dallas, like, Blair, you can't do that. No, you can't. No. Especially Atlanta, because they'll take your car with you in it. Like, <laughs> um, I thought that was so crazy. So if you were in the mother's position, so what do you do? when someone steals your car with your child in it that you left unattended and brings it back and chastises you for leaving your child in a car, what do you do as a mother? Do you, do you argue back? Do you call the cops? Do, are you just <laughs> thankful that your kid is safe? What do you do? I guess it's all of the above. Shoot. We calling the cops, we thankful that my kid is back and... <laughs> Girl, I would be scared because I wouldn't want my kid to be taken away from me by the popos after he'd been taken away from me by, um, I don't know, some random stranger. I just thought that stuff was so hilarious. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that, that was a crazy story. It was. Because that part, that's what threw me out. I was like, oh, for real? Oh, this is what we doing. <laughs> um, but other than that, I guess, you know, I got to give props where props are due, you know. Okay. Who are you giving props to? Um, I'm giving props to Claire the Air. Because um, you said it last week that you felt like Miss Lori Harvey was doing this as PR, and I was just like, no. And baby, it just came out that she is doing it for PR. They are a Hollywood couple, uh, Lori Harvey and Mr. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, uh, it just makes sense to me. I, I don't know if it's 100% true. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, well, my good old gossip page that I be listening to, well, not listening to, but that I be, you know, watching or whatnot, they noticed that that picture that they posted today, um, the picture where they're together and he's cuffing her boob, you know, that's one hotel room. Mm -hmm. And the picture with her by herself is a different hotel room. What? Let me see if I can go find it. No way. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. No way. Okay. There was a two page. There was a two post. Mm -hmm. Are you 
you're referring to Fee and her stuff? Yes. Do you follow like all of her backup pages and stuff? Mm-hmm. I do. Cause honey, I forgot what the um what her other page was, but I'll look at that later. But I can believe it. I just think that like I said, people do weird things. And the question can always be asked, well, why? He got enough money. Anything that he does will draw buzz. But the way celebrity works is to always be able to keep your name in the news. That's mm -hmm. how you generate your money. And unfortunately, we are like a popcorn microwave society. If you're not popping up every two to three seconds, we will forget you. We will go on to the next thing or the next creation that they have that they push, you know, down our throats to be a star. And that's why we have to have that constant, like, you know, that's why we, we're constantly getting singles. We're constantly getting updates on people's loves life, uh, love life. We're constantly um, seeing beef. We have pages that are dedicated to, you know, finding out that people are unfollowing each other. Like, this is a big money-making business. And so it's not like Lori Harvey is ugly. She's far from it. She's gorgeous. Um, Lori is young. She's making she's making some type of money off of this. Even if the celebrity guy himself isn't paying her, it's she's she's okay. Let me turn off my computer notifications. I promise you, they can get so annoying. Um, but even if they're not paying her directly, she's she you 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 make money off of this. That's what I believe. I believe she's making a big bag off of this. I think she's secretly getting endorsements. I think it, 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 it's crazy because, you know, what you don't realize is that, well, not saying what you don't realize, but what people don't realize is that everyone now has their own set of stand pages. These stand pages can tell you what her, what her outfit is, where she got it from, yeah, what yeah. website you can find the dupe on. Like, it's a big business around just keeping her name in the media. She's literally, you know, creating a role for herself to be a Black socialite, just like her mom was. And I ain't mad at it. I'm not I'm mad at it either. Like, do, do you, sis? Get your coin, you know? It definitely, uh, I think, whether you know that you're doing it for money or not, it it takes a strong type of individual to, I feel, play that role and not be, you know, in it or dedicated to it, you know? Um, so, yeah, shout out to her. Do you, boo. Whatever you want <laughs> to get that check, sis. Miss <laughs> um, Lori Harvey, yeah. Why not? Uh, I tweeted something earlier, or was it yesterday now? I was tweeting a lot yesterday. And I guess some of my tweets were a little concerning, but I was tweeting a lot yesterday and I was scrolling through Instagram and a gossip page posted, like, I don't really know King Von. I didn't listen to his music. I don't think if I listened to it, it was in somebody else's car. I don't know the situation. I know that he got caught up in some stuff and died and that Quando Rondo is hiding or he's responsible for it, something like that i don't know i know the asian the brat this she or asian the, the asian. okay i don't know her that much either i just think that she's from dallas 
Yes. Okay. And I noticed the yesterday that she has like a skeleton tattooed on her, which I think is kind of dope in a way. But I noticed that, you know, people were critiquing, me included, her grieving process a little bit, mm-hmm. which reflecting on it, I can't speak for how someone else is how someone else chooses to grieve because I mean I grieve in my own way. Um but that's when I kind of heard about King Vaughn because of people talking about Asian's antics or her grieving process. Um, and now I keep hearing about King Vaughn. Everybody's like, R.I.P. King Vaughn, King Vaughn. You know, Asians then changed her name on Twitter to Queen Vaughn. Um, and now I'm scrolling through Instagram and apparently his little sister who was just wasn't she just gifted like a range rover or something from a rapper 21 savage gave her a range he told okay so long he would take care of her okay so um i know that she was gifted a range um and i think she was in this live and like the they posted clips of her on this live when she was defending herself because some of her old tweets just look it's it's giving weird. It's giving sweet home Alabama. Well, and it's not just some of her old tweets. It's her actions all together. It's the old tweets. It's the he was with this person, not with this person involved. Like the boy is gone. He ain't with none of y'all no more. Like oh my God. like doing? so it's kind of like chill. And she just steady keeping up drama or putting herself into situations that necessarily probably aren't called for right now um but people did start calling her out people start calling her out like dang you want some incest type stuff like i ain't never seen a a sister be this invested in a brother's relationship especially after he passed like He's a rapper. They for everybody. Sis, like, yeah, he was with, he might have been with her and her and her all within the same day. Let's be real. <laughs> um, but she did her little live coming, you know, defending herself and clapping back. And I was all cool with what she had to say up until she said that for one it was only people from the south speaking to her talking about i don't know what type of down south uh incest y'all think i got going on and for everybody saying that i hope your grandma died mm. mm. and it was just kind of like whoa like girl maybe don't throw us in your stuff because you lusting after your brother allegedly you didn't even know who he was you you didn't even know that was your brother for the longest so she she said that's a lie but that's what it's giving (laughs) it's giving little crush it's giving carmen or no what is it electra i'm thinking of carmen electra it's giving electra complex except for instead of your daddy it's your brother it's, it's definitely giving something. I'm just not going to pinpoint because I don't know for sure. But I was definitely to myself like, all right, sis, it's getting weird now. You know. Um, Does your fiance have any sisters? No. no. I mean, not 
actual sisters, you know, cousins that are like sisters, but his mom didn't have any girls. What would you do if you, like, just so happened to find, like, old tweets in, in, of your fiancé's cousin, and they're just like... <laughs> uh. Alexis' fiancé... <laughs> I don't want to use his name because he's not involved in the show, but like Alexis, we'll just call him Alexis fiance. Alexis fiance ain't got no woman. I'm ready for Bay to come home. Yeah, I, I don't well, know. That's a little weird. I don't think it's y'all suspect. <laughs> like, is you fucking or what? <laughs> What's going on? I think she had an unhealthy attachment to her brother, but I think I don't I don't know what's going on, but all I know is that that's that's some weirdo shit right there. Like I She probably did have an unhealthy attachment to him. And she very she very uh um, awesome. You know, I feel like I don't have any sisters or brothers. I have a half sister. Um but I feel like you know when your sister or brother is attractive. So let me see. King Vaughn. Let's see if he's fine. Let's see if he's fine. Okay. Um, I love it when people twist their dreads and then they twist them again, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, th- I just thought that was weird. Is there any more insight on this? Because I tried to listen to it. It was just, it was too much for me. I was like, this belongs on the shade room teens. Um, Girl. I think King Bond is, how old was he when he was murdered? The boy like 21, 22. And see, I'm 26. That's, I, I'm, I'm slipping. I'm slipping in some of these things are really um are really just below my age demographic kind of like the sky jackson thing oh, did you oh, see that the kid was 26 <laughs> king bond is 26 yeah girl let me listen to a little some of his music then because i need to see you know, sometimes you can listen to somebody and see if they was just slanging deep because he got Asian twisted. Listen, well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. Um, him and Asian, they had, they had an on and off again relationship, you know. And I actually, you know, like I've been following her, so I can say that the Asian and Air, like the only difference that she did the only thing different about what she did after he passed away was that she was posting him more but she would already be on live with him all the time like she was already acting like him like that is something if you wasn't following her or like if you didn't like her or something like that you weren't you wasn't going to notice that so mm-hmm I just feel like everybody that was now, you know, tuned in was like, oh, she's acting like something that she not, or she's acting different at this time period. But in actuality, she wasn't. Um, mm. Not too much. Like, she was that type of person, wake up in the morning, morning and log on live. And she, that's what she's still been doing. She, that's the type of person she was. 
So, and I mean, I understand it. That's probably how she wake up and get her bread for the day. You never know. Right. So I don't think, I think people can kind of lay off that. Now, Kayla, I think what people uh, need to start realizing is these folks are out here on drugs, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Don't blame, y'all gotta stop blaming shit on drugs. I'm not saying that I've been on drugs, but what I'm just saying is everything. (laughs) I'm just saying, it is not to blame, like part of it is you, yeah. But you might <laughs> jumped up on some other shit, like Girl, you know, supposed to be on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and she do, she be popping them pills. She get on Twitter, get the going off. I don't know who her brother is. <laughs> and then, and then, nigga, you fine. <laughs> then the next week, somebody telling her about something she did, she don't remember. But right after we got our call the other night last week. We seen her and Cuban dog get into that fight that we was tuned in for. If you didn't catch it when it was happening on Instagram, you might not have caught it because y'all know them videos don't stay up for long all the time. And that was that, Kayla? Huh? That was Kayla or was that Asian? That was Kayla and Cuban. Kayla, so King Vaughn's sister. Yep. Yep. Who's in love with her brother another rapper named Cuban but wait don't Cuban and Asian have beef too Cuban Cuban and Asian did have a little falling out but supposedly they are like best friends so they are no longer beefing anymore but Asian did not step in the middle of that situation Okay, so why Asian too? Okay, so why was King Vaughn's sister and Cuban Doll a rapper? Why were they fighting? Because right now, okay, so they pretty much started. They got beefed out over nothing, pretty much. Like Kayla, I guess, I guess from me reading the comments, because I really don't be tuned in like that either. But I be tuned in, like I be seeing what's going on, but I might not know who somebody is. So I be having to read the comments for context clues. So don't quote me on this, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but what I got from it was that Cuban and Asian was best friends. At one point, they was beefed out or whatever, or whatnot. Could have had something to do with Kayla, but right now, you know, uh, Kayla is King Von's sister on her daddy's side. So his mama's side of the family don't fuck with her. But they fucking with Asian right now because that is who King Von brought home. Now, if you know about them two, you know that he really did love her or whatnot. Cuban and Asian best friends. So now they done got back cool, I guess, since Von passed away. You know, you should be there for your friend, whatever. And Kayla don't like that. So Kayla has been the one up underneath comments, you know, talking talking about, yeah, it's true, Vaughn was with such and such and stuff like that, knowing that, you know, everyone, you know, is everyone knows that he was with Asian. Even though they wasn't together, everyone knows his relationship with Asian. So anyways, they get to going back and forth. That's that's the relationship. 
People mm-hmm. say Kayla just mad that Asian and Cuban not beefing no more or whatnot. So they started going back and forth on Twitter with each other. And Cuban said, uh, bitch, I'm in Atlanta. Pull up. Kayla was like, uh, I just called your phone. Cuban was like, that's not my number. Drop the Addy, blah, blah, blah. Whoop, whoop. Couple minutes later, probably like 30 minutes later to an hour, they meet up in a parking lot of somewhere in Atlanta. See, and this is what I mean. Atlanta, y'all is just open. <laughs> the parking lot was wide open. Right. Why are we fighting during the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> But like, yeah. did they did they wear masks during the fight? I don't remember. Fight. <laughs> Were they wearing masks during the fight? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay, Kayla had hoods around her neck. <laughs> around her neck. Okay. Like I think it was on. <laughs> I just who won? It was on. Who won the fight, girl. And um, somehow it ended up coming down. But yeah, they. Anyways, they meet up to fight or whatnot. And at the beginning, Cuban was working uh, Kayla's ass. I ain't gonna lie, Cuban was working her in the beginning. But towards the end, Kayla started tearing it ass. So, honestly, for they what it, each other's ass. They did, because you know how everybody's worst like, fight. I don't like that pulling <laughs> hair shit. I don't like that pulling hair shit. I one of them bitches. I don't like that pulling hair shit, but I also know when you in a fight and a bitch pull your hair, you you gonna pull her shit back too or something like. I'm with the pulling hair shit because I gotta get my grip on you somehow. So I gotta grip grip your grip the hair with my left dominant oh, hand and hit you with my dominant that hand. That bitch bit me, bitch. I would have bit you too. We fighting. It ain't no rules in this shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't then you start kicking me, I'm kicking you. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> Anyways. On my favorite the- part of the fight, my favorite part of every fight that I've gotten into is the hole. When both motherfuckers tired and they just get to holding each other. <laughs> mm. That's what somebody like, all right, all right. <laughs> well, I ain't been in too many fights in my life. Um, Bro, I'd be out of breath. You, you got a good 30-second fight after, out of me. I think any fight over 30 seconds is too long. Hey, But that's that little drama. I they feel like that fight was two minutes. Huh? Who was fighting for two minutes? Even um, Mike Tyson them don't fight for two minutes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> face it out. Um, so speaking of fighting, JT and Uzi, did you hear? I just saw a post from somewhere. I saw an article that said um, JT them bust Uzi in the mouth and had to take him to the dentist, girl. <laughs> You know what? We knew it was JT that bust his ass in the mouth. We just didn't know she took him to the dentist after the fact. <laughs> like, what you gonna bust him in the mouth for if you gonna turn around and take it to the dentist? Because she didn't mean for it to go that far. Girl, I mean, if he like it, I love it. I don't know. I think I've always just been too scared to put my hand. Like, I will throw things at you, but I'm too scared to put my hands on a nigga because, honestly, if he hit me back, 
realistically, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I'm not gonna sit up there and just start fighting you. That's a losing fight. Especially if you didn't hit me back. You cock back and hit me back. Like, I don't I don't know what to do. So I don't think I've ever just like beat on oh, I don't want to be stronger than my nigga. So if I can beat you the fuck up, let I me go on and get one of these women. They gonna, I'm just saying, you know, for them, I don't know if he hitting her back, but I'm assuming that he is, you know. <laughs> They're the same size. I don't consider it domestic violence when you both got something to get off your chest. You know what I mean? As long as it's an equal playing field. And that, that looks pretty equal. Same stature. Well, you know, muscle mass. JC might got a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, that definitely was a little hot topic today. I don't think it was like, okay. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to just be like, I'm glad she took you to get your tooth fixed, baby. That's what y'all, now y'all stop all that fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis after she knocked your teeth out and she's swallowing glass <laughs> so oh my god no you know that tweet where she was like if I go back to my old nigga I'm swallowing glass or something oh shoot they both need to head to the dentist thing <laughs> what it look like <laughs> and then my glass out her tonsils <laughs> young Miami was like man y'all leave my friend alone she let her swallow her glass in peace <laughs> Is Miami, is she back with Hollywood? Is that his name? Uh, Hollywood? You know, mafia dude. Yeah. Nah, they're not back together. Aww. Well, their baby summer Miami is gorgeous. Just their baby. Little doll. Beautiful. Beautiful. Like a little, one of those little fake infants that you can go buy for like $500. Um, so last week we had the busted challenge, which I tried to do, but I honestly I can't get down. I don't know how people are doing the down and then rocking thing. Oh, baby, let me tell you. <laughs> I, tried <to> <laughs> I tried to do a little busted challenge, just playing around, you know, looking in my mirror myself today mm-hmm. just to see if I could get down there. And when I tell you, <laughs> I, I thought I'm just gonna drop that shit down. <laughs> My knees was like, hell no, bitch. <laughs> like, what you're not going to do is drop down and rock. You're not going to drop down. <laughs> so then I looked at myself. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, well, let me just see if I can even get down here. Shoot. Um, I got down there, but Lord, I was like, I will not be busting it. No, no, no. I'm lazy. So no busting it for the kids. Um, I think that they need to make a more me-friendly version of the Busted Challenge. Well, I'm going to go up in there and I'm going to take y'all to church, literally, because I can't, I just can't, I can't drop it down low and rock back and forth. It, like, I, I, if I get to the ground, by the time I get to the ground, it's going to be, um, that I think my butt getting big is going to be off. <laughs> We're going to be on to the next verse. Um, speaking of the Busted Challenge, um, before we move on to the next thing, you know, I saw a post um, on Twitter that was talking about the Erica chick. 
and how when she was performing this song a few months ago, she was in this venue and nobody, or was it last year? I think it was maybe last year. A few months ago, last year, doesn't matter. No one was singing along to the song. And you know what? I thought of, you know how our intro was like rap shit? You know, like we're really just playing with this shit. Uh-huh. They have another line in there that says, I'm up now. I give a fuck about my past, bitch. And that's what I thought about when, because I was like, why would somebody post that? Because the gossip site posted this time last year or last year, last month, whatever, a few months ago, back in such and such, she was performing this song. Nobody was paying attention to her on stage. Nobody um, was singing along. Like people were talking. People, you know, were like not really like paying attention to her performance. She was, but she was still performing full out. And I was like, at first, I was like, you know what? Why even bring that shit up? Why? Right. But then I looked at it and I was like, you know what? People need to see this because this is motivation. She stayed focused and she she got her strategy right. And whether she done paid a TikToker or um you know, her label that paid somebody or did some press or did some payola, or if people just naturally, you know, drew themselves toward the song, like, I'm up now. She's up now. She done made it to the Billboard Hot 100. I think it's dope. I, I, It's never going to be enough women from Texas. I'm going to start listening to Asian the Brat to see if I like her stuff, because I think it's beautiful. I was like, at first I thought everybody was laughing under the post and shit. I'm like, what's funny about it? Because she accomplished her goal. Meanwhile, you still trying to get your shit up off the ground. Hello. Hello. And then, but I, you know what? I think the Junebug challenge is a little bit more my speed. (laughs) (laughs) More my speed too, my goofy self. Let me get up on that. I'm okay with it. Listen. (laughs) I saw Sweetie. Sweetie did hers, and I was like, oh, baby, you so pretty, just stiff as you want to be. <laughs> uh, not you said she's stiff. She was a little stiff, but you see, I follow this um, Instagram page for Greeks, because I am Greek, and it's Greek shenanigans, and they had a Q and an AKA that did this challenge. When I tell you that Q was popping that ass, I mean, he was popping that ass. I mean, he was walking that. You know how Beyonce was moving <laughs> that ass and, and check up on it? Yeah. That's how he was moving. I was like, look at them motherfucking hips. I mean, he was going. Baby was working. I was like, man, I can't move like that now. And then I saw Sweetie's little stiff re- rendition of it. And I was like, oh, honey, no, you need to get you need to get some um some skills from that cue. Because he was moving that thing. I mean, it was just throwing it in the circle. Just walking down the street, throwing it in the circle with his little hands out. Dang. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna screen record. I'm gonna send it to you, girl. Send it to me. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be like, dang, you working. <laughs> but I enjoy the challenges. I love watching other people do them. You know, I might do one for myself in private and never post it, but I definitely enjoy watching other people do it. I've been getting a little laugh out of the Junebug challenge, though. The Junebug sure. challenge is funny. I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see if I can do the June Bug challenge. I got a TikTok that I really wanna do that I really, 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 really wanna do. But I have to have a pair of male hands in it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. 
I do. It's not going to be anything sexual. I think it's going to be super funny. But um, I hit up one of my friends. She has a boyfriend. So I hit him up yesterday. And I was like, next time I see you, remember, we got to do a challenge together. Um, he was like, oh, boy. Or I can get my homeboy fat to do it. I just um, I just need some uh, hands to hold something for me in my little TikTok. I'm telling you, it's going to be so funny. You're going to be like, what the fuck, Blair? <laughs> I'm sure some, one of them is going to do it. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> well, shit, I was waiting on you to bring up the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'm over here just smacking like. <laughs> Since, um, we talking about TikTok and challenges. I've been seeing um, the people on Twitter, as Roland will say, <laughs> mm -hmm. getting into SZA's ass about her privilege. Um, I didn't like this one. I didn't like it. I didn't like it not one bit because... So SZA goes at uh, Forever 21. My niece is the manager at store number whatever. Um, <laughs> can you please give her a job at one of your stores here in LA so that she can move here and live with me but still have a job, right? Mm -hmm. And some people are mad at SZA for doing this, talking about, wow, just throw your privilege in our face, way to use your privilege and everything, kind of, you know, upset with her. And it's just kind of like, these, these people behind these computers really be fucking tripping sometimes. Like, dang, if SZA was your auntie, wouldn't you want her to do that shit for you? Hell, and I'm pretty sure she was playing, but if it if you throw it out there and Forever 21 bite, that's on them to bite. Like, so what y'all mad about? So they were mad because she got it. Yes. It, it was really totally... You know what? Stupid. It was very... I'm not going to go in too much on the people because people is broke. People are unemployed during this panty. And motherfucker, frustrations are high. Do you remember when Nicki Minaj had tweeted one day? He, she was like, why y'all so mad? And somebody responded back and went viral and was like, bitch, we broke. <laughs> but it's like, I did that, but hell, just because, hell, just because you broke or just because I'm broke don't mean I'm looking down on the next or just because I got a job don't mean I'm looking down on the next, like... I just yeah, but I'm broke and I'm finna hate on the next because goddamn it, I'm broke. I ain't had no money. I only got twelve hundred dollars. I ain't got my six hundred dollars yet. My homegirl and got her six hundred dollars. I ain't had a job in four months. I'm hating. No, see, that's I, I'm not saying that's what I'm doing. Or that's what no, you want. I know, but it's just like yeah, they don't have to do that. Like. I get people, it's Twitter, you allowed to say whatever you want to say, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, dang, y'all. 
on it like, yes, if you broke shit, you need to be using your little Twitter fingers and doing some fucking surveys or something to at least get you a $5 off a survey. Like, come on. Yeah, if you that broke, you shouldn't be tweeting scissor. You should maybe be nice to her, ask her to ask, ask you, you know, ask for a job for you or something. Shit. Like, it was just unacceptable. I just feel like, like, come on now. Get off, like, get off her. <laughs> I guess that's what it was like. Get off her. Did she say anything in response? Not from what I seen. She didn't say nothing in response. Pe- people were just... I wouldn't have either. Look, I had to get my damn niece uh, um, a job, and that's what the hell I did. Right. Um, so that was... That was Twitter going off on SZA. And then we have this, oh, Pendy Williams. Pendy, Pendy, Pendy. Not Pendy. Yes, Pendy. Pendy Williams and her brother, child. Wendy says she went to the funeral. Brother says she didn't go to the funeral. Brother says she went to the wake. But she didn't go to the funeral. Um, now I know Wendy know there's a difference in the two. Well, I know plenty of people that did that don't go to funerals. Yes. And I used to say when I was a kid, I didn't understand. I would be like, "But why don't you? Why wouldn't you go to your such and such as funeral?" And my aunt said, some people just can't deal with that. I was, we were actually referring to another aunt. I had an aunt that didn't go to her brother's funeral or my uncle's funeral. And um, she kind of like broke it down to me. Now, I don't, did Wendy specifically say that she went to the funeral? Because I think the wake is more personal anyway. So if a person goes to the lake and don't go to, because the the funeral is for everybody almost. Well, probably not now because of COVID-19, but the wake, that's reserved for the family family, right? Right. But she did say she she went to the funeral. On her show, she said, she pretty much said that her brother was lying. She did go to the funeral and that... um, She got into a fist fight with somebody, right? Right. Over mommy's open casket. And... Um, and didn't her ex-husband Kevin break up the fight or make them go outside? And then she said the funeral, the the funeral home turned the music up. So was the funeral at the funeral home? Was it at a church? Sounds like Wendy was at the wake because you know they be playing that music at the wake. I've they- never been to a wake. At the wake, it's like you get maybe like three or four hours maybe like three hours for a family, close family and friends to come by. Any, I mean, honestly, the wake, if you're invited to the funeral, you can go by the wake if you know the time. Um, so that's not just necessarily just for family and friends. It's for anybody that wants to stop by and view the body before. It's like, you know, you, you get to spend a little bit more personal time with the body before the funeral versus at the funeral you get to view the body but other people are behind you so you got to come and go on and move but at the wake it's like you are there with the family you can console them 
and they get to spend as much time what they want with the body and so do you if you want to go up and say your own goodbyes or whatever or whatnot and then you have the funeral the next day and they most likely it is at the funeral home they will have it in a room have you know that body in the room and they'll schedule multiple of those throughout the day or whatnot so Mm -hmm. Which there can be music at funerals as well, so I don't I think that it was normally like live music, like like somebody singing. So I didn't know why right. they would turn the music up per se. I thought that kind of threw me off. But yeah. she from New York, they might be do things different. I'm from the down south where we have about you got the wake, you got the funeral, then you got to head to the burial site. We do everything there, huh? Her family didn't live in New York. They live in, um, I'm I, guessing I want to say Jersey, but um, let me see. That's up there. That's what I consider up there. Um, but... Um. Oh, New Jersey, yeah. New Jersey? Yes. Then you got repass. So that's what? Wake, funeral, burial, repass. You got four things to attend, but I never attended a wake. I haven't been to that many funerals as an adult. As a kid, I used to always go, and they didn't take me to the wake. Well, I said I thought... I thought I was done with funerals too. Like I, I told my mama, like after my uncle's funeral, I was like, no more funerals unless it's yours or dad's. But I found myself going to other funerals just because, you know, death, death does take a different toll on you, especially depending on who it is. Yeah. Um, and what part they played in your life. Um. So I understand, I understand someone not wanting to go, but I also understand the the meaning of going. And I definitely understand it, you know, with COVID now, because people aren't getting a chance to go to people's funerals and say goodbyes and stuff now. Um, That's very true. But I do understand she she is recovering from something, Wendy is. So I didn't even take that into consideration. If that's something she felt like was going to trigger her to, you know, spiral, then she did the right thing for herself. And I can see how that can, if that's the case, how that can be challenging for her to convey to her brother and her dad, especially if she necessarily hasn't come out to them that there is a problem. Right. If she's just like, oh, don't believe what's in the news, you know, that's not really happening. I'm fine. It's my whatever, you know. So if she hasn't came out to them and told them that, that could explain why she doesn't want them to know the real reason why she wasn't at the funeral. From what I took of what the brother said, because the brother was just like, you know, just pick up the phone and explain to us. Like dad wants to know why you didn't come to the funeral. And I, and I understand that too, because that's another part of going to the, you know, 
um, a funeral. Like my mom, she goes to pay her, you know, show her love and respect, but she's also there to be strength when, when, when it's needed for whoever. This past funeral, it was to be strength for her sister, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's if you, you know, believe in leaning on family. But I don't even know how many people in my family would attend my funeral if I died. I'm going to be honest. Um, girl, you might be surprised. Girl, might be. I know people showed up and now for my girl, we had hundreds of people in there and got doggone. Like she, oof, everybody knew her. Um, so I guess when two people say two conflicting things, Wendy is saying that she's at the funeral um, her brother saying that she's not and that the reason why she wasn't at the funeral was because she was out to eat with her ex. Who do you believe in these types of things? Because they're both adamant that I was at the funeral. You weren't at the funeral. He's lying. No, she lying. Well, I don't, I really don't know because Wendy has proven herself to be a liar here and there. Um, and he did, he did also say something that was conflicting. He agreed with the part that her husband, he did see her ex-husband. So I don't know. How can she be out to eat with them if the ex-husband was supposed to be at the funeral also? Man, I know, Selen. Um... I don't believe nobody. I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna let it play out. People take pictures at funerals anymore. Yeah. I know I did. Um. Wayne and Joe Exotic are getting pardoned by President Trump. Allegedly, that's what I saw. I've been seeing that too, allegedly. I didn't see the Joe Exotic one. You seen that? But I did see the one about Wayne. And then I seen the one about the other half owner of Death Row. Supposedly Snoop had a conversation with him to get him out. And it's kind of like, ooh, Snoop, you little sneaky. You been, you been real loud out here, but you went behind the back and tried to, you know, sneak a little bit. Hey, do what you gotta do. It is do what you gotta do, but you was also out here shaming folks and then you realized what they was doing and you hopped on the bandwagon. <laughs> said, let me squeeze my little ass up in this. I <laughs> <laughs> have no comment. I have no comment. And I don't understand why Wayne keep getting caught up on guns. I'm like, girl, it's so tired. Stop. What do you mean keep getting caught up? This ain't the first time we didn't heard something about Wayne and these goddamn guns having a gun on them. And it may not be his, but I'm tired of it. First time? Huh? Do you remember the first time and how they went about? Wasn't it his manager's gun and the manager took the fall for it or some shit? No, they they searched his tour bus because his tour bus had got shot up. And it was his gun. The and the manager tried to take file for it, but it was Wayne Gun, I wanna say. Um and and they was in the uh state of New York and they didn't allow they don't, you know, have the same gun laws we have down here. So oh, that's yeah, how I heard they're very strict. Yeah. 
Um, so that's his first gun charge, and this is the second one. Um, other than that, he you know he ain't no rapper that just be in and out of jail. He been in jail one time on us. No, he is not a rapper that's been in and out of jail. But I'm like, it was all the drugs and then all the cash that you needed. So I'm like, what you need with that much cash in hand? Nigga, y'all ain't never heard of a debit card? Shit. No. Ain't nobody got a wallet with a debit card in it. You just walking around with cash. I don't know. I don't know on that one, but... I mean, if he gets pardoned, I guess he got a little free, get out of jail free card. Hopefully he keep a clean slate. I wonder how much Trump is charging to get these pardons done or what he's I, asking for in return. I think that's part of the reason why he sold the masters. Um, but I ain't going to get into that because I think that was a setup. No, talk about it. Speak on it. <laughs> well, I just feel like um, apparently Wayne sold his masters back in June. It's just becoming public knowledge now. And I'm saying apparently because there's no sources that have actually confirmed that he actually sold his masters mm. um, to uh, Universal Music Group. But apparently back in June, he sold his masters of for young money. This doesn't just include his music. This also includes um, Drake's music and Nicki's music as well. And apparently Wayne did this without talking to anybody else about it first. Mm. He went and sold his masters for a hundred million. And I'm just thinking, I feel like it, it was one of those situations where he didn't have a choice. I could be wrong, but I'm also very aware that the same people that run the music industry are the same people that run part of the prison system. Um, so I just believe, yeah, let me stick a charge on him so he can have the need to need this money so he'll do anything to get it so he can get himself out of this trouble because he doesn't want to go back to jail. I wonder how much time he was facing. Um, Anywhere from like 10, the it was like 10, 10 maybe 15 years, but, you know, depending on what his lawyer would have did, like he could have did 10, right? But... Mm -hmm. Depending on the type of deal his lawyer could have worked out, maybe one or two, you know, six months house arrest, like six months in, in jail, then house arrest for the rest of the time. Then he's on paper for the next papers for the next five years or whatnot. I'm dying to, to see how um, Nikki and Drake, hell, even Gutta Gutta, a little twist them. I wonder how they all feel. I wonder what Birdman thinking. Birdman better not be thinking or feeling shit. He probably told them to do it. Um, I wonder what they like. I wonder like, eh, I'll make that back tenfold. Wait, what you say? I said, well, he didn't sell cash money. And I mean, I don't know how they feel about it. I'm pretty sure Drake and Nicki might be mad about it. Yeah. For but, all of their stuff, a hundred million. I'm not gonna say it's low, but I'm just not saying that it's the. It's low. It's, it, I, I'm just saying I know they can get a little bit more money over there over a few years. Not a little bit more. They can get a lot more. 
and you didn't even give them like it's kind of like dang but I can understand if that's the type of position he was put in if he wouldn't it's like if not that and he just did that it's like damn Wayne what the fuck were you thinking what if he would have offered them the opportunity to buy their masters back and take the cash and then pay Trump mm. but that's probably not how they set it up for it to happen yeah, that's what he should have did. Really? Girl, next thing you know, Onika would have got caught up on some damn um, gun charges because they, they would have got the masses up off that girl. You hear me? They want them. <laughs> I mean, but they'll get checks for the rest of their lives. It just, I mean, you never know. Like, you know, our some music group is, uh, you know, in charge of so much. Like, we could. 50 years from now, we can still be hearing some of their music, like, just randomly. TV shows, movies, you know. Yeah, of course. Timeless, depending on how good it is. Yeah. Because so. I watch the Players Club once a week, so I know how <laughs> timeless music and, <laughs> and movies can be. Um, right. Well, let's add them to the um, prayer list, to the stick and shut in. All right, all right. You know who else I want to add to the sick and shut in? Who? Um, Roland Ray. You know, he got caught on fire, girl. Yes. Let's add him to the sick and shut in. Um, Poor thing. He's so burnt up. That is sad. Do you remember Cam Yonce? Uh... It was it used to be Roland Ray versus Cam Yonce, and they met up on uh, MTV Catfish. Yes, yes. Cam Yonce <laughs> threw that water bottle on him. I know she. I know he wished he had Cam Yonce around. I, I don't know the logistics of what happened. I think his wig caught on fire, and that's so scary. Imagine being immobile. You can't even like stop, drop, and roll because you are confined to a chair. So how do you even stop the fire from burning? I guess he couldn't. He couldn't. That's so sad. That is awful. I don't wish that on nobody. Yeah. I don't wish that on nobody. Um, hopefully one of these celebrities or something that love Roland Ray or people that hopefully he can raise money for his medical expenses because that's gonna be very expensive. I think he might got it. You think he got it? You think Miss Purr got it? I hope sir. <laughs> the way he be <laughs> Studio, honey, I'm trying to lay them beats. You be calling Candy to get some beats. Um, I want to add um, Bianca, Little Miss Chicken, Little Soup, to the prayer list. Um, yes, she was posting some very uh, grim things on Instagram today. Um, as you guys know. Depression is at an all-time high during the pandemic, and it's not something that I take lightly because I also suffer from extreme form of it. And it's just so sad. Even I know, like, I was probably just tweeting some, like, low-key, very sad shit, but it's just so sad, like, just seeing people suffer, and there's, like, nothing that you can really do because sometimes it's it's not, I, I won't say it's all in your head, but even if the grass is green, when you're just in a certain state, it just looks yellow. It looks brown. It looks dead. And nothing can, like, pull you out of that in that moment. And, and I just hope that she does find the light at the end of the tunnel. It's very sad. Um, I used to want to be a celebrity. 
and things like that. But it just seems it, it seems hard to like live your life in a spotlight or to have once been in a spotlight because even things like that are amplified. Like a lot of these blogs were posting, you know, send prayers to, and it's like sometimes that can make that situation worse because you know now you're inviting trolls to the page because people are going to troll her and things like that. So I, I just pray for her and I pray for anyone that's going through it. It's a really hard time right now. We're in the middle of a panty. Um, we're still in the mid middle of, you know, winter. So we, we have the seasonal depression going on. We got people that got severe and chronic depression. We got people that are, you know, depressed because they're pretty much isolated. And uh, I'm just praying for everybody. Same. Um, I was very uh, sad to see that, but um, I just, I'd rather her do that and have people check on her than to say nothing. Yeah. Than to say nothing. Um, whether it's a, whether, you know, she meant it, whether it was a cry for help, whatever it was, I'd rather her do that and be okay. Um, you know, because she's a new mom, and you know, people oh, are probably postpartum. Yeah, like she's going through postpartum. You know, I don't know what the relationship is like with her and her baby father, and that doesn't make things, you know, any easier if that relationship isn't good. So I just and her best friend did reach out and said, like he posted and was like, you know, thanks everybody for you know sending DMs, reaching out. She's good. Excuse me, I had a burp. But um, yeah, I just uh, want people to know, like, uh, even on your lowest, the lowest days, like, there's always, you know, someone, even when you feel like it's not someone, there's always something, there's always um, a need and a purpose for you, even if you feel like it's not, there is. Um, Someone cares about you if you're feeling like no one cares about you. You are worthy if you're feeling like you are not worthy. Just, just you know, try to wake up with affirmations to, you know, keep you going. And I know that's easier said than done, you know, but long as you try, and that's really all that matters is that you try and put one foot step forward every day. Like, let's wake up and do it again. Yesterday was really shitty. It really was. But I'm still here. Let me wake up and do it again. You know? Yeah. So, definitely pray for her and her family. Roland Ray and his family. Because um, his family actually doesn't want him to be on social media. Um, they don't? They don't. Uh, like, before or after the burn? At that, well, what I'm been hearing is after the burn. Like, they just want him to get off the social media, uh, kind of. But for him, that's how he connects, you know. Like that's I, how he makes his money, too. That's how he makes his money. That's probably um, uh, a safety net for him, you know. Mm -hmm. So, definitely get that and understand that. They're definitely on the list. And... You know, company, y'all are on our list, too. If y'all want us to pray for y'all or anything like that, you know, send us, us. or something. 
email us. I've been praying for me. It's only right that I return that favor. I've been going through, I've, I've had a really rough month. And I am, you know, always so appreciative of my friends that reach out. And like I said, like I have some really good mutuals on Twitter. I have some really dope mutuals. I have some really dope friends. My friends are always checking on me. My friends are always listening to me. I'm not going to get emotional. Every time I talk about it, I just get so overwhelmed with it. Because on one hand, I'm like, sometimes I just want to get my thoughts off. You know what I mean? But I get it when some like when you're saying some really um grim shit, it's 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 hard to or when you're seeing some really good grim shit, it's hard to um to sit by and care about somebody and you know see them like struggle through so much and not reach out. And my friends have been really good at that. Um and sometimes it's all you need to to um to get through because I sometimes I get in the heat of the moment I feel really really down like at a really really low point and then one of my friends will pop up across my phone they'll be like hey boy, like how are you doing today or they'll just call me and that little 20 minute or so distraction where I'm texting back and forth or anything the main issue or whatever I was focused on has now left and I'm able to for a quick second reanalyze and resituate but i think it's also very important that if you are suffering from depression it is okay to get help if you don't know where to start or if you feel like you can't afford therapy go to your pcp if you don't have a pcp you can find a pcp it is so worth it to get started on your mental health journey because some things just aren't going to change some things are just going to be what I've learned, some, some depression is going to be baseline, but you have to treat it the best that you can. And I know that's crazy coming from me. I have not had the best month, but it's, it's very important. Go, you know, go to a doctor, talk to your therapist, go to a psychiatrist, um, talk to your friends. That's what they're there for. So every time I think that I'm being a burden, I'm thinking, you know what? My friends would much rather um, would much rather be annoyed that they gotta stay up late at night. Um, oh my gosh, I checked the no good company email and it is nothing but Twitter. <laughs> um, but um, I think they would much rather be uh, you know annoyed that they have to stay up a little bit late and talk to me and maybe not even be annoyed than you know me not be here to celebrate with them. So I have to look at it like that. I, I just had a phone conversation with Fat today and he was just like, you can always come over here and, and stay with me and my girl, you know, cause sometimes I, he was like, why do you feel lonely? And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, a lot of y'all are moving away. People are getting ready to move away. You know, all of, all of my friends are starting to leave and I don't know what to do and I'm just stuck and I just feel so alone. I don't have, I feel like I don't have nobody. And he's like, come over come over. <laughs> and I, you know, he's like, well, why didn't you, why didn't you come over this weekend? I'm like, well, you know, you got a girlfriend. I don't want to, you know, and, you know, impede or intrude. And he just reminded me like, hey, it's none of that. Like, if you're going through it, you come over here. And it just made me like so emotional and so appreciative 
of the caliber of friends that I have. I am so appreciative of you as a friend too, because you've helped me through this two, three month long struggle as well. So y'all, there's somebody out there that cares, even if you don't, and even if you feel like someone doesn't. Definitely somebody that definitely cares all the time. You know, you just gotta be, and I think people, and if you're not someone that, you know, struggles with it, just, you know, pay attention to your friends. Check when you think about your friends and you haven't talked to them, like, check on them. Be the friend that they're comfortable enough with, you know, to, to let their guard down and talk to you. Because if you're not their friend and you expecting for them to let you in, they won't. They won't. So you got to be real with yourself about mm-hmm. whether that's who you are or not. Because if you gonna, you know, listen and be there to go tell somebody else, you're not right. Don't, don't, don't have nobody let their guard down for you to do that to them. Don't do that. I, ooh, I had that happen to me. And when I tell you that really, that fucked me up for a few years. Um, I had someone that was sharing um, business about my mental health, the state of it. And I guess they thought that it was something that was worth a good gossip or a good key about. And that can really affect someone too. Um, makes them not want to open up and be as forthcoming because no one wants to feel judged and no one wants to feel laughed at. And honestly, I might just take it a step further and say a lot of people don't want to feel vulnerable. Like, I don't want you to see me so raw and open. So the fact that you can go and share that with other people, it's not okay. So just make sure that you're being a good steward of the information that people are giving you as well. It's your duty to do that, you know. Right. You know, handle that with fragility. (laughs) Very much so. Very much so. Um, But... Off of that sad shit, (laughs) let's get into the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I did not take any notes for this episode. I don't think it was a noteworthy episode, Um, but it was a good one still. I watched it twice. I didn't take any notes either. It wasn't noteworthy in my book um, either. And uh, let's just say, I... uh, I guess, you know, this episode didn't have no drama in it. I think, I oh, think. here you go. <laughs> uh, I think it didn't have no drama in it, you know. Um, I think that the episode was a very well-leveled episode from beginning to end. It was very level, calm, like type of calm. It was like, okay, this what y'all giving us. All right. Um, Girl, Kenya tried to give some drama. She tried, but it's just, we over her and her drama. It don't do it for us. It's so contrived at this point. Like, girl, like her hatred for Portia, her jealousy for Portia is so, like, girl, the the third person she was talking about, she said it was Cynthia Candy and LaToya, but she might want to replace uh, Candy Um. with Portia. She knows she want to lick that Peter head. Yes, yeah, uh, the way she be on Portia, honey. Um, but this episode was very, 
I can't remember what what did we open the episode with? Uh, Cynthia Mark. Um. So, oh, before we start with that, um, I I think it was Cynthia and you say Cynthia and Mark. What's my oh girl? Because I'm thinking of um Mark um Mark ah uh, Mark Haley. Um, Eva's husband, Mark. His name is um Mike. Oh, huh? Yeah, his name is Mike Sterling. Michael Sterling. Who is Mark? Oh, Mark is Kenya's husband. <laughs> Girl, I'm getting old. Um, so I think the episode starts with. Um, was it was it Drew and Ralph? Nah, they didn't start the episode. They weren't packing. They were packing, but that's not what the episode started on. Um, so, well, it wasn't memorable, and that's exactly what I oh, mean. Maybe it started off with Cynthia talking to Mark. Mike, Mark, Cynthia talking to Mike. <laughs> Cynthia about, talking to Mike okay. about the wedding and how the wedding it was too many. Um, what was it? It was uh, everyone. Everyone accepted their invitation. Yeah, so far she had one hundred and sixty some people accept. So if everybody bought a bought a bought a plus one, then they would have at least two hundred and fifty guests. So, um, I was like, so you invited 250 people to the wedding and you were surprised when 200, I was with Mike on that one. Girl, anyway, get out of my face. Yeah, I was like, all right, sent, sent. Not playing. I think you wanted 250 people at your wedding. You didn't downsize the list or anything like that. Just say that you... Just say you don't care or don't say anything at all. But don't play in my face about it, girl. You knew that you invited 250 people and that 250 people were going to risk their lives and try to come to a Real Housewives of Atlanta wedding. That's just, that's just what the truth is. Um, um, and then she talked about um, whether or not she should invite her dad. And you know what? I really didn't like Mike Hill's advice on this stuff. I, I don't really care for him. He doesn't really, I think they're a cute couple, but a lot of the stuff that he says, it doesn't even really sit well with me. Do you remember that? Yeah, he told her that it was her wedding and she should do with it what she wanted to do with it. And she shouldn't care about other people's feelings because it's about her and see part of me agrees with that but then part of me disagrees with it when i put it in context of what the fuck she was talking about she was talking about whether or not she should invite her dad who abused her mom and because her mom would potentially not want to show up because it caused a big riff right so her mom did that domestic violence um psa and she you know later on in the episode we find out she didn't really know why am I, why is my Siri turning on? That she didn't really know what a PSA was, but she got up there and she was candid anyway. 
and it caused a rift and her mom had to suffer through all of these, you know, rehashed emotions and people from back home saying that man didn't do anything and he goes to church. These are her words, you know. I feel like this, I think that, I, think I guess that. I get what he was saying, but it, I don't even, even understand why Cynthia was struggling with this because if you, if my daddy whooped on my mama, I, it does not have anything to do with me, but if my mama was my primary parent, then I'm going to always choose her. Like, at the end of the day, my mama was my primary parent. And even though it's e I, I get along a lot more and easier with my dad, if I had to choose who I had to invite somewhere, I'm going to invite the person that got up every morning, took me to school, to you know, tuck me in, saw me every day versus the person that I spent three months out of a year with. And it's no shade to my daddy, especially if he was whooping on my mama, if I knew about that. And it was making my mom uncomfortable. I don't know, I didn't like that advice because I felt like I didn't I didn't like the whole, I didn't even like Cynthia presenting bringing the dad to the thing because if my dad was estranged from me because my mama told told the truth about what happened, then it seems like he made his own decision. I don't know. And I feel like Mike knows the context. So I don't I, I didn't like that advice for the context. I get where he was going with it, do what makes you happy. But obviously she needed someone to rein her in. I like what Noel did. Personally. Well, that's the side. And I understand where you're coming from, like if that's your primary parent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but her relationship with her dad just during the, these past couple of years when the mom came out on TV and did that, mm -hmm. you know, now that is his fault, but obviously the topic is coming up, not because of how her mom feels about her dad, but because of how she feels about her dad. Obviously there's some part, there's some place in her heart that she wants him to be there. And if she wants that, technically she should have that. The difference is, is that her mom and dad, whether they were coexisting up until she did the PSA with Kenya, because that's what it sounded like. Mm -hmm. It didn't sound like it was new news to Cynthia, but it was old news. We moved past this. I've had a relationship with my dad this whole time. Like she said, her dad and her brother walked her down the aisle with Peter. So their relationship just strained, I'm assuming, because now he is embarrassed by his past actions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, in my book, it's up to her. That's her dad at the end of the day. If she wants her dad there to share that moment with her, it's like she did right to go to her mom and give her mom a heads up and talk to her about it. And if she feels strongly enough about her mom's feelings, then she won't invite her dad. But if she feels strongly enough about her opinion and feelings on it, then she will. And I don't see anything wrong with either of them. Like, I get it, like, for her mom, that's traumatizing. And that's why she shouldn't want him to be there. Like, that's why mom wouldn't want him to be there, you know? Mm -hmm. But you also had kids by this man. You know, and you know they they deserve to have that relationship if if it's being presented true um, I know a lot of the questions that were asked were why would Cynthia's mom 
have an issue with him coming to this wedding and not the first one. Right. And I was like, well, the, the scenario is different, you know. She wasn't being accused of being a liar. And it sucks people come out with abuse and, you know, all these other emotions play into it. And I guess you're right. Like, you do, they do still have a right to have a relationship with their dad. I just feel like the way Mike presented it was like, if my mom told me, if my mom shared with me that my dad was abusive toward her, then she went through further like emotional abuse because people were on Facebook or whatever in, in their hometown gossiping about how it didn't happen. And then she says, well, you know, if he comes to this, then I don't want to go. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to pick my dad. I mean, I'm just going to have to pick my mom. Like I, I guess it's easier said than done, but I was a hundred percent, um, with Noelle, um, on, uh, what she was saying it to me it was an easy a clear-cut choice like if my mom's not going to attend because just like he's getting older and you never know when you'll see her so is her mom that's true but mom mom did the uh she didn't you see mom didn't say she wasn't going to attend she just said i'll cover my eyes because she knew mom knows at this point if she says that i won't attend that's that that's hurtful as well um so yeah noel did handle it pretty good if you want to throw that in cynthia's face you know at the time and cynthia looked pretty sad about it like she looked like she's not happy with not seeing her dad and my whole thing is i know she said that her dad lives in alabama and she hasn't talked to him for a few years it it just kind of it bothers me when people be like, well, I haven't heard a talk to such and such in a few years or whatnot. Like, Noel was like, well, he hasn't came and seen me or whatnot. Well, Noel, at this point, you fly from Atlanta to LA. If you thought about your grandpa, you know, you would make the time. Um, now, I don't know if they calling his phone and he not answering the phone. I don't even know how old the man is. But I know I don't talk to my grandparents every day. I haven't talked to my grandpa, and I don't know when, but I'll pop up at his house in a minute. <laughs> like, if I'm riding through, like, I'll pop up at his house because I haven't seen him. So people need to stop making, um, seeing people and communicating them as if they're one race street. They're not. If you really want to have a relationship with somebody, you will do that. Now, if you go to Alabama and he don't open the door for you, that's one thing. But if you really wanted to see someone, it's not, oh, he didn't come see me. Get your ass up and go see them. If that's how you really feel about it. So don't throw that out there. But don't you feel like, why as, you know, in this case, like Cynthia is the child and he is the parent. And you as the parent are getting mad at me and you're not talking to me because you abused my mom and she released a PSA about it. That he, no, he, he is embarrassed that that came out. Right. But he, I don't think, which I don't know. I don't, I don't even know this man to have a statement. So technically we got to go at, at what Cynthia said, but I didn't view it how you viewed it. I viewed it, he was upset because 
he feels like she conspired to do it. Not like, cause it wasn't the one, her mom's PSA, it's Kenya's thing. So mm-hmm. he feels like, you know, Cynthia set him up to do, for her to do that. So mm-hmm. he looked, he's looking like, dang, not only did she put me out there, but you put me out there too, you know, um, with no warning or whatever, you know, because if they did have a relationship, that is- I gotta give you a warning that my mom is gonna tell talk about her experience with you and you were the abusive one? Come on, Lex. What do you mean? If you're, if you're, if me and you already have a relationship, whether we're, we're, if we're father daughter and I'm already having a relationship with you and I'm talking to you. Yeah. It's going to come up because that's the problem. When people, when we grow up and we are children, when we are children, we can't tell our parents right from wrong. But when we grow up and we start to learn right from wrong, you can tell your parents right from wrong, whether they want to hear it or not. And she could have took that time to do that. Dad, I know you're going to tell nobody that they, that they wrong for beating up on somebody else. You, you might feel like that, but sometimes you have to let people know you didn't just do this to her. Yeah. I know we don't move past it. Yeah. I know I have a relationship with you, but that is something you did in your past and you were wrong for it. That doesn't change my love for you. I still love you. You're still my father, but that in this instance, you were wrong. I do realize you might have a new wife now and you're not treating her like that, but you can't deny what you did to my mom. Those conversations are acceptable and they also need to be had because let's be real, men back then did feel like they can beat up on their wives and be okay with it because they were the breadwinners. Yeah, men still feel that way. I don't know why. I don't I don't even understand why you just want to I, I don't so we have Drew. <laughs> now we get to Drew and her husband. And I just want to mention this. Everyone is lusting over Ralph. And I'm like, I don't see it. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. I know you're engaged, but your eyes still work. No, I mean, I don't be looking at it like that. I just watched a little scene. I'll be like, oh my God. Oh, people be real life lusting over Ralph. They think he's fine. He thinks, I, see, speaking I of abusive men, He's not ugly, but I, I mean, he ain't like, I'm just, you know, I ain't finna pull out no Chip Skylark and do no Icky Vicky for him or nothing like that. You know, Icky Vicky, you know, like I'm not gonna, or whatever he did. Wasn't he in love with Icky Vicky anyway? Um, but speaking of niggas that abuse people, I'm not talking to a nigga named Ralph. That is an abusive ass name. I got an uncle. I got an uncle Ralph too, but we don't call him that. And I don't think he's abusive, but I'm just saying, I'm a, I might be a little biased, but they were um, packing up their home. And I want to know who don't know how to wrap up a glass. What you mean? He was putting bubble wrap inside of the glass and then wrapping it with paper outside. And the, the grandma or the mama was all like, y'all going to use up all the paper. And I'm like, are we, you seriously don't, you've never purchased any type of candle or, or glass or anything that was, you know, fragile. 
and seen the store employee wrap it up with 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 wrapping paper the oh, correct way bubble wrap then paper i thought i seen them do paper and then See, at first no at first ralph was doing the bubble wrap and that was so annoying i'm like look at these little contrived scenes i'm so ready for this girl acl or meniscus or whatever the hell but i found out why drew isn't um recording or filming with the girls why well she had to go down to south carolina for ralph's father's funeral and when she came back, she had to quarantine for two weeks. Oh, she so, said that. I think they said that. Oh, they did? Okay. On the show? Well, so yeah. she was down there for a week, and then she had to come back and quarantine for two weeks. So that could explain why she's just kind of like MIA. Yeah. So hopefully she comes back. Because the, uh, they called at... They she called Cynthia when they were at Candy's picnic or something, and uh, I think that's when she said she was quarantining or something like that. Or it might it might have been a, another clip, but she said something about it. Um, yeah, that was a nice little scene. I really don't have too much to say about this episode other than uh, Kenya once again was Miss Nasty. Oh, I didn't like how the, okay, now, Candy, I feel like some people, you know, might disagree with Candy on sending Block back the child support. Ain't that, ain't that his name? Mm-hmm. Sending him, you know, going back to court to get her back child support on Riley, but at the same time, y'all, like she said, she, she not only supporting her kids, she got other kids that she's supporting. And he shouldn't just get off scot-free. That is his child. It ain't like he don't know. He should help pay for Raleigh to go to college and do anything else Raleigh decides she want to do. You out here taking care of them other kids, help take care of Raleigh. I don't care if I got money or not. And I really didn't like the way the lady was like, really, girl? Yes, bitch. That was some just some bum-ass, low-vibrational-ass stuff. I agree with you. I did not like that. Continue. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, what the fuck you mean? Like Candy said, yeah, shit. I ain't just taking care of my kids. I'm taking, she's taking care of a busload of kids. She about taking care of our kids. Like, she just, she got a lot going on. And just because she got it, you know, how he probably trying to count her pockets don't mean that she should have to do for Riley with it. Now she is because that's her mama, but I think she's doing right to go after him. I, I, I 100% agree because people were saying Candy don't need that money. It's not about and my issue that I have with the whole child support debate. Does it take this much to take care of a child? Does it take this much to take care of a child? Well, my mama worked three jobs and um, all you need is $200 to take care of a child. Like none of that shit is true for one. You kids are expensive. I think it's gonna take. I think it's gonna cost somewhere between two hundred thousand and three hundred thousand dollars to raise a kid from a baby to their eighteen years old. Now, obviously, some people will never touch that amount of money in their lifetime. But that just goes to show you how expensive kids are set to be. Why would a man who made millions with another person who made millions? Why would that man feel as if he does not need to contribute? to his child's well-being. 
and let's just take the millions away. Why do men get so upset about child support if you were going to, if you were, if your goal was to pay and take care and financially and emotionally and support the kid anyway? Why are you mad at court-ordered child support? Because now I'm like, if I was going to give you $500 a month anyway, and the court is ordering me to do to give you $500, what's the fucking problem? If that's what I was going to do anyway. Is it because now you don't have any type of way to pull and manipulate, and manipulate, manipulate the woman into she got to play nice or she got to do what you say or she got to agree to do everything on your time if she wants these, these little, you know, these little two or three dollars or um, so she can beg you to see the child or this or that. I, I don't understand. I never understand that. And it's like, yes, yeah, she has the money and, uh, and Riley didn't grow up without. But the, at the same time, you contributed to a child being brought in this world. You need to contribute to it after it gets here. That mm -hmm. stuff frustrates me so much because it's men and women who do not see the point. And I know so many men personally who have told me, mm. well, I was paying for my baby mama rent and I was paying this and I was giving her this amount of money a week or this amount of money every two weeks. And then she went and put me on child support like somebody's just going to go put you on child support. And you know what? And, and let's just say that they did. They was like, fuck it. I'm going to see if I can get some more out of this motherfucker. Let's say that they did. And it's funny enough because the judge didn't order me to pay less than what I was giving to her. Good. That sounds like a win. If, if it, especially if it was some shit she was going to do anyway. Like if you paying $900 a month and then the person goes to child to, to the courts and they end up ordered $500 a month, why are you bitching about that? Because you can't pay that 900 when you want to or when you need something or when you feel like it. That stuff frustrates me so much. But so does people having kids and not wanting to take care of them. Like, I, I can go on and on about that. But anyway, I'm glad that Candy is sticking to her guns and is getting this child support situation squared away. And I didn't like it when Block was on the episode years ago and he was trying to make it seem like communication is a two-way street between um him and riley like no motherfucker she's the child you need to be reaching out to her like I, I did not like that at all yeah i didn't either and she needs to um and uh, um candy's little helper needs to realize who butters her goddamn bread <laughs> not who butters her bread I'm just saying, don't be here asking me like, Candy, really, child support? Yes, bitch. Do you know to support the child? He ain't supported that shit. I can I get really upset with that because I just have strong feelings about people bringing in kids they don't want no way, and people laying down and not using protection, knowing they don't want these kids, not using alternative methods. Now you got them, and now the kids growing up with a complex because my daddy had millions. And he had all the resources to see me. He still didn't want me. Like, imagine how Riley feel. And right. like, Riley's okay with it. Riley doesn't strike me as a type that's going to, like, pour out her feelings and be like, Mom, like, this shit really bothers me. Like, she's okay with it now. Like, I don't think that's something that you ever just become okay with. Not without a lot of therapy. So maybe, maybe you know, Riley has been in therapy. Um, 
but shout out to Mike for representing her. I think that's very dope. I guess she's gonna represent all the housewives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, Noelle got her own apartment. Yeah, Cynthia mentioned it. Noelle is a influencer. Um, I did not know that actually. Don't care about it. Yeah. Next, um, I think this is actually where they go. Um, it, 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 in this episode, this part of the episode, this is when they go and talk to the mom about it with um, Mallory. What tickled me was uh, when Cynthia came in and Mallory had already ate all them damn pork chops. Where where the rest of it at? Well, I, I ate as soon as I got here. <laughs> um, let's see um i think i think the next thing that happens is that i think they're at the i think they're at the candy cares event but somewhere in the episode you know what was it at the beginning of the episode when uh portia and portia and kenya met up to talk about dennis cynthia Portia and Kenya, sorry. Portia and Cynthia met up to talk about um, inviting Dennis to the wedding. I remember that. Um, my opinion on it, I don't know how these husbands on these reality shows be getting so cool so quick. Men's relationships be so shallow to me. Because why is there even a debate on on inviting Dennis to the wedding, like, what did they really get that close? Do you think they really got that close, girl? I mean, Dennis is a millionaire. They could have known Dennis prior to Portia talking to him. From the, I mean, obviously it seemed like Todd and Candy did. Um, now I know Mike is new to Atlanta, but Dennis probably ain't new to LA. That's true. Um, they all be sneaking and geeking. I don't know what I would do in that situation then. I mean, I, I men, men, once they click, I feel like some of them, they kind of do, they click, you know? So I understand Mike wanting him there, but I think Dennis is also asking them, can he come so he can get around Portia? Obviously, he wants to get around Portia, bring her Chanel to the wedding. <laughs> yeah, obviously there's unfinished business there. Um... I mean, I don't know because, you know, I don't know. I think if Dennis comes, Dennis comes. Like, we grown. We ain't kids. Like, it is what it is. Portia, you got to deal with it. If he there, you got to see him and talk to him, which at this point we know. I don't know if he came or not, honestly, because it didn't look like he was there from the pictures of it. But, yeah. I mean, the conversation was cute. It was nice to see Cynthia and Portia have that little banner, you know, that they be having going, the kikis and the ha-has and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's just their speed for them to talk about the men that they're with, you know. Um, so that was cute or whatnot. I feel like Portia doing what she want to do. If she At this point, I guess... I don't care. I, I don't care if somebody is with somebody that's cheating. I really don't. What I care about is you owning being with a motherfucker that's cheating. 
if you know he cheating, you letting him do his dirt. Tell us to mind our business and that you letting him do his dirt. Now, I feel like, you know, some women ain't ready for that, but it's like, shit, if that's what you're doing and you doing your dirt too, like, say that. Like, say, say y'all don't have a traditional relationship. Now, I'm not saying that's what she doing. I think she really likes him and she really wants him. But mm-hmm. I also think she wanted a baby and she got exactly what she wanted. So she could she could the hell with him, but she knows he probably the finest thing he ever seen walking that would probably do date some with him. So she gonna play the game while she can. If he decides to act right, she gonna take him. Well, I can't disagree with that. Um, I can't disagree with that at all. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, I just. I just pray that whatever she does, she that she considers it and she does it carefully. Um, and if this is something that she needs to move on from, that she moves on from it quickly. Yeah. Um, the next scene is the uh, community service event. And so I do want to shout out Candy for, she's always been very philanthropic. So I do like this. Um, Shout out to Kenya. On one hand, Kenya is so fucking annoying because I'm like, you have such a hard on for Portia. But on the other hand, I get it. We're supposed to be working, not Mm -hmm. chit-chatting. Work and talk at the same time if you have to. But Uh it's one, is Kenya saying it? Two, Kenya doesn't know how to talk to people. And I have that same problem, which is why I don't need to be in a leadership role right now. Not until I can learn how to tell you to go to hell and it sound like a vacation. Um, but she's just very, she's just so much, she doesn't know how to read them and she's so very much so aggressive in her approach. Let them ladies talk about Dennis, but she also feels like Portia just does things and to just show up. But I'm like, Kenya, what do you do? Well, this what I took, um, because like you said, Kenya, what do you do? I thought when Candy said um, Portia gave more than others, and she was like, I'm not going to say no names, but I definitely thought others would give more. I thought the others would give more was goddamn it, Kenya. She thought Kenya would give more, but Kenya ain't got more. Kenya Moore does not have more to give. Okay, so she gave the little $550, whatever it was that she gave. But you know what? You're kind of right about what what she said wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem was the reason why she said it. Exactly. That would have looked at any, at that point in time, we would have looked at anybody crazy that would have said it. Because it would have been like, girl, shut your ass up. Like, first of all, for one, all, all these ladies grown. You ain't nobody be telling nobody, ladies, quit talking and get to work. Because we they was working and talking. You know, so it's like, you ain't nobody. You're not running nothing. Um, and you just was mad that you wasn't in on the conversation. But when you realized they weren't going to shut up, you decided you wanted to get in on the conversation and give your advice. You don't know Portia and you don't know Dennis. You wish you knew Dennis because you probably would date him at this point. But it's just like, shut up, can you? Like, no uh, one gives a fuck about what you got to say. 
And what Nene said that she, um, you are the lowest paid on here acting the fool for $2.50. And that's exactly how much she donated to Candy Child while she walked mm -hmm. up in there trying to boss everybody around. Portia should have led the event. Girl, and then she was like, she's on time. Like you said, she was like, she on time for a photo op. Girl, would you rather her not be, you want her, you don't want her to be on time for charity? Like what? <laughs> oh yeah, and then um, she had an issue because Portia, after they sat down and ate lunch, um, she got up and left, but she had something to do. My girl, if I come out to something, if I dedicate a day, any day, I don't care if I got something to do or not, and I just come and show up, I don't care if I show up for an hour, when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Like, whether I got something to do or not, I'm ready to go, shit. I came, I gave, I did, and let's go. <laughs> Um, didn't Marlo, uh, Candy said something about Marlo's donation being low as well. <laughs> uh, that's when she made the comment about Kenya's donation. I believe, I'm assuming it was about Kenya after Marlo gave the five because Marlo threw shade to Cynthia. Oh, what did Marlo say? Marlo said, well, she was like, here, Kenya, because, here, Candy, because she came earlier at 8 a.m. and helped Candy at the grocery store and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she was like, Candy, I forgot to give you this. She was like, check it and make sure it's that 5000 I don't want you saying that I gave you $50, $50 and it was supposed to be $5,000 because remember when Kenya was supposed to match Cynthia's check at a charity event and she didn't? not Cynthia Nini's check at a charity event in past seasons and she did it and she lied about the amount that she paid in. Mm -hmm. That's, that was the shade. Oh, and this whole time, Kenya Moorhor had me thinking that, um, that Nini just didn't uphold her bargain because that's when I remember that because the gift that the gift that produced from that was this rich bitch is poor. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that at the reunion. And I guess that was just Nene just paying Kenya dust, like, all right, you got it. Cause you know you capping. Right. Um, so I think um that was pretty much the show, right? Yeah, they going on a cash trip presented by Kenya. This is the first cash trip of the season. Um, of course, Kenya wanted to do it, be the first one. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, this is Stripper Gate. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say, well, I'm glad that they gave us all these filler episodes and they didn't tease us with Stripper Gate every, you know, every single episode. I'm glad they didn't do that. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, now we get to get to the mess. Now, hopefully, it's not the last, it's not on the fucking season finale. I don't want Stripper Gate to be the season finale. What I want the season finale to be is to be the drama and the unravel of Stripper Gate afterward. You heard me? Like, yeah. I want to see Tanya not want to want, you know, not want to be around the girls no more. And she got caught up, you know, schmucking and shucking with Portia and that thing. And, you know, Portia is a single woman now. She can do what she wants to. Tanya, not so much. I think Tanya and Paul have an open relationship. After Cookie Lady yet last year, Tanya can do whatever the fuck she wants to as well. Mm. I know that's right. Um, so I guess we're off that show. It was kind of a 
not really a pain to get through, but I think this is going to be one of the last filler episodes that we get. Um, and I watched the Bell Collective. I do want to shout out um, two channels. I want to shout out the Brooke Ashley. She's on YouTube. That's T-H-E-B-R-O-O-K-E, -O -O -E, Ashley. Only way I know how to spell it um, on YouTube. Um, and she's also on Twitter. I was looking for shows that we should cover because, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta is going to span out. And I, you know, people were saying do 90 day wedding or 90 day fiance and things like that. And she said to try the Bell Collective. And um, she said it was a really good show. And then shout out to another podcast that I listened to. I think it's called Ratchet Ramblings. Yes, I think it, it might be the Ratchet Rambling, but I know it's Ratchet Ramblings. And it has two of um, some of my favorite Twitter users on there and they review episodes as well. And so they actually mentioned how Brooke recommended it to them as well. And they liked the show and I listened to their review of the show. I did not take any notes for it, but I do think it's gonna be a very interesting show. Um, I do like the accents and the Southern drawl on the women. I do like to see women that look like me be successful this cast in my opinion it's not all it's not all light-skinned bitches with long with long bone straight weave i see women of all sizes i see women of all skin tones and they're from jackson mississippi they're living in jackson mississippi and that's just very inspirational and it's it, shoot it's giving me ideas of what to do when i get a little coin you know, uh, under my belt, you know, maybe I want to start a little hair thing. So I liked it. Um, the things that stood out to me were Zaddy. I think Zaddy is fine. I think Zaddy is a sugar Zaddy. Um, but he seems a bit controlling, seems like he likes to pop up in places, according to the staff at um, the um, hair. I don't, I don't know the ladies' names. People are going to have to forgive me. It's my first episode, I just got here. But I'm referring to the lady that owns the hair salon. And that, you said, huh? Her name's Latrice. Latrice, okay, I'm referring to Latrice. And I think Zaddy is fine. I do think he's a little controlling. And I thought it was funny that he called, that he said, shoot, you think that going to that women empowerment brunch is fake, but you still going like, if, if they fake, if it's fake, you fake too. And she didn't like that, honey. She did not like being called out. Um, there was the other lady. Oh, I can't remember what she does. The one, do you know the, the name of the lady who confronted Latrice about the hair, what her name was? Mary. Mary. Murray. Murray. Marie. Um, I don't know if I necessarily like or dislike her. I think she's going to be an interesting character. She's definitely going to bring it a factor of drama to the show. I think that any hair that you get, you are liable to get a bad batch of hair because one is hair that's off of somebody else's head. Um, I don't think that the women's empowerment brunch was the best place to, to bring that up, but hey, it is reality TV. So where else were you going to bring it up? Definitely not off camera and definitely not in private. Um, 
I think the dentist lady is going to be super interesting. I want to see what her role is going to be like on the show. I want to see the lady who seems to be the jail to keep it all together. I want to know what her role is going to be. I'm just interested to see how this is going to play out. It's, I think it's going to be a very refreshing show um, since it's not under one of the Real Housewives franchises. And I'm kind of excited to see where it's going to end up. What were your thoughts on the show? Well, one, I figured the show was going to be good because Carlos King is responsible. It missed the king. Um, <laughs> But it it definitely left me interested. I was like, okay, I'm ready for the next episode. Like, I'm ready for the episode this week. Um, I I do have my the two ladies that stood out me stood out to me the most. Where I was like, ooh, I already liked them were um, Latrice and Antoinette, which Antoinette is the dentist lady that you were talking about. Gotcha. And it's not that I dislike the other ladies. They just haven't given me the oomph that I need to like them, you know, for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm watching for them. Now, I will say that, um, uh, what's the lady's name? Latasha or Letitia? Latasha, Letitia? Letitia. I remember the her. The event, um, I think she's going to be the uh, peacemaker middle ground person, even though the episode seems like she'll bump head with, you know, one uh, Antoinette, but it seems like they're going to come back cool. So I think she will be like the, you know, middleman peacemaker. But I will say, I love the idea of this show. I hope that this show can catch on and I hope that it lasts because I love the idea of buying the block. I love the idea of right. showing, you know, not saying that Real Housewives of Atlanta cast members aren't entrepreneurs, but showing what it's like to be a regular, regular entrepreneur out here every day. I didn't have no show, you know, for me to get so many customers or anything. They've been out here getting it on their own. The uh, Marie with the mental health facility. I love that because black communities need that. Jackson Absolutely. is a black community. I'm familiar with Jackson, Mississippi. I have people that I know that live there. So it's just like that. It was refreshing to see, um, you know, a show with ladies that are millionaires. Now, uh the only the part i was interested to see latrice's uh husband show up at the shop but mm -hmm. i under like i understood what she was saying like you know my husband is my shadow where you see me you see him because that's me and my fiance majority of the time where you see me you see him where you see him you are going to see me we think it's thieves you know what i mean that's true i get that but I think it's a I think it's different because your fiance doesn't just like pop up to be like nosy and see where you at. And that's the vibe that um the some of her stylists were giving me. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like the part where he said, uh, well now you can't go out to be at the club till two AM. But that's also a boundaries thing. You have to teach people how to treat you. And if she never faced a problem with that, you know what I mean, then you can't 
tackle that hurdle if it was never a problem. If she liked it that and she's okay with that, by all means. But if she had a problem with it and she never nipped it in the bud, sis, you got to nip that in the bud. Because one thing about me and mine is <laughs> you are my partner. You are my significant other. Right. Yeah, I'll listen to your opinion and I'll, you know, take heed to it if I want to. But I ain't got to do shit. <laughs> now, can he tell that to you? Yeah, he can. Because he don't have to listen to shit I say. But he can take heed to If I don't like something, he can take heed, all right. But at the end of the day, if it's something that he want to do, hell, he's human. He's an individual. He can do that. Um, and that's that. As long as you're not stepping, you know, too too far out. Like, as long as you're not stepping out of our, on our marriage, that other shit is beyond. It's the bird for the birds type of thing. Um, but yeah, if she not nipping that in the bud, that's on her. You got to nip stuff like that in the bud before you get married type stuff. Let somebody know if you're not going to have it, you know, which like she said, he's 20 years older than her. And that age definitely plays, plays, you know, a factor. Um, it's nice to see Antoinette liberating herself, <laughs> By buying herself a new car, open up her own practice, like yes, sis. Mm -hmm. Be independent. You feel like you were held, you know, held down for whatever reason. Be independent. Get you back. Um, um, I what I did like that. Um, what's her name again? Letitia. Letitia showed us when she first showed us. Her talking to her husband on FaceTime. This is the that very moment. I literally thought this is the difference in between Oprah Winfrey Network and Bravo. Mm -hmm. She put it out there that her and her husband were already having infidelity problems. She wasn't trying to make it seem like her marriage was perfect because it ain't. And that's some real life shit. My marriage is not perfect. Yes, we have had infidelity issues. Yes, I'm still with my husband. Yes, we are still working on this. Don't come for my shit. Now, I know she wasn't saying don't come for my shit, but she put that out there for us to understand and realize, all right, this is going on. Oh, okay. Whereas in the past, we're watching these shows and we just thinking, oh, he's supposed to be the perfect husband. And we come to find out they not when that's been going on from the get-go before y'all was even doing the show, he was cheating. So mm -hmm. be surprised, but you not surprised. So I was happy they put that out there because, you know, she decided to stay with her husband. They been working it out. And that's some real life shit. So I'm happy they put that out there. Um it definitely looks like um we will we will see the dynamic of women making more money than their husbands and how that plays out for some for them on this show um now to this Mar miss marie and this hair i did not like that and like you said when anybody here you are liable to get a bad batch of hair but what she also failed to say what she failed to say in the first clip that she said at the luncheon was that 
And she tried to play that shit real smooth, but she was still disrespectful. She shouldn't have brought that up to that girl at that time. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I had this wig made. Mm-hmm. Right? So you know, we following each other. We are. You said you had this wig made in. It's not the same hair that you bought. Since you barking up the wrong tree, you need to be going and talking to whoever made your wig because they stole your hair and gave you <laughs> Because that's where your hair is at. Because that, like she said, baby, you got that from the wrong stuff. Because I'm wearing my hair on my head and she, this this girl in, right across wearing my hair on her head as well. And it ain't looking like that. So I was I, definitely, it was definitely giving me um, that the the hairstylist may have switched out the hair. I put some old hair on that wig. That's that's what I thought. They was like, she ain't got nothing different. She ain't got nothing different. And she don't want to ran with it, but she was wrong for bringing it up at that lady brunch. Now, I will say both of them was wrong. Like, she was right to try to defend her business, but she she should have, you know, me on the outside looking in, being able to say what I think should have happened right now. She should have probably been like, well, let's speak about it later. But the thing is, the lady only wanted to talk about it to sniff her because she felt like they wasn't having conversation with her. And it's kind of like, girl, don't do that. Just because you feel like you didn't fit in because we weren't having conversation with you don't mean you got to try to gather me and throw salt on my company name. Exactly. That's not nice. um, I was like, oh, they don't want to play with me on the playground, so let me try to beat them up. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Very much so. And I didn't like that because it's like, nah, sis. And then you're going to expect for her talking about, well, I expected for her to leave. Better her leave than reach across the table and clock your ass. Like, what what else were you expecting for her to do? And you steady talking about the girl hair. Like, come on now. Um, but I like that, um, I, I guess the brunch was supposed to be a good idea. Um, I like the idea of it. I like that Letitia didn't, Letitia did say that the hair was dry, but she didn't necessarily own that it was Latrice's hair, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. She she mm-hmm. didn't necessarily choose a side in that situation. So right. I like, like, don't choose on side. <laughs> Your friend was wrong. Um, and I like how she was like, sometimes I have to play, you know, image consultant for her, but I think this is going to be a good cast. I don't know how Marie going to work out, but we going to see. We going to see. Definitely. Um, anything else from the episode? I think it was a really good first um, season. I'm going to see in a website that I watch it on. Um, this website doesn't have any ads. Now, the quality isn't that good, but I normally do that when I'm waiting on an episode to upload like if I can't wait till the next day and I have to watch it again same day then I'll go to this website I'll text it to you gotcha okay um no I think that was pretty much it um the trailer looked juicy for the season Mm -hmm. mm-hmm the trailer I like seeing black success so yeah okay well 
I think that's all that we have. Do we have anything else? I think that's all that we have for you guys today. You good folks, you know? Um, everyone stay safe. Um, we are changing hands and changing heads with the presidency. So there will be, um, I bet there's going to be some foolishness. Do you think there's going to, do you think anything crazy is going to happen tomorrow? Well, Trump is the 21st world thing going on tomorrow as well. Um, sorry. Um, I hope not. Uh, I think that they're doing their best to secure it. So I don't think nothing too crazy will happen tomorrow. Mm. But let's just say I won't be surprised if something crazy do happen the way 2021 been going already. Right, right. Well, I guess we'll just wait and see. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, company. Thanks for tuning in this week. Hopefully we get to hear from y'all next week. And peace, love, and blessings. Don't forget to follow us on No Good Company uh, uh, on Twitter, No Good Company Pod on Instagram. And you can shoot us an email at nogoodcompany at Yahoo if you want us to talk about anything. Or you can DM us on either of those social sites. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we love you guys so much. Talk to you guys later. Later. Hey yo, you ain't fuck me, you fuck the old body. You ain't fuck Nikki, you fuck Nicole body. Ain't no miles when this here nobody. With the heads, these bitches is nobody. Mm. I, I mean a new body, now I need some music. No little word trying to stop.